my brain is full of bees. Um, angry bees. Why are the bees angry inside your head? I don't fucking know. Depression, oh, okay. anxiety, you know, the huge. Space Rocks, a Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch. What do we watch, Brian? Steven Universe. My name. <laughs> My name is Brian. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on the internet at RoomwearPod. And you can find the podcast on Twitter at GaySpacePod. Uh, with me, as always, is my impatient co-host, August. Hello, I am August. I am actually... <laughs> Not very impatient. I'm just very snarky today. Um, my pronouns are they, them. You can find me on the internet at Harpydora on Twitter. <laughs> you can find me on the internet at other places at Harpydora. Most of them are defunct now, but you can go there. Um, <laughs> the, the most embarrassing stuff is not at Harpydora, so we're fine. We're fine. Um, anyway, that's it. Hello. Howdy. Big week in cartoon news, but bad, bad uh. news in cartoon news. Um, Infinity Train is fucking gone. It has been obliterated from the face of the earth. So has OKKO, OK a show that was pretty cute. Um, gonna be pirating a lot of shows because Infinity Train is legitimately one of the best shows I've seen. It's amazing. Is a great show that fits into like the idea of young adult animation. Um, yeah, it's also a fucking blood. Discovery is canceled. Yeah, Discovery canceled so much shit, just so much goddamn shit. Um, meanwhile, did you hear about fucking um, Embracer? media group or what have you no i haven't even heard of embracer media yeah. group what what's going on well, not media group sorry just the embracer group the embracer group is like a venture capitalist something they bought like i shit you not uh like a few days ago yeah like four days ago um they bought just a metric fuck ton of things primarily video game things but key of which they bought the goddamn rights to lord of the rings and the hobbit huh okay so um so that's a fucking thing um i'm sure it doesn't affect anything right now um So, uh, who knows? Um, That's, uh, that sure is something. Yeah, but they bought, like, literally, like, a hundred different, like, and it's not, like, uh, Tencent, where they're, like, buying partner, they're, like, they're, like, partnering, or they're, like, fiscal sponsors, or what have you, or investment groups, for gaming studios embracer 
just buy studios wholesale, like lock, stock and barrel. Like in this acquisition where they bought the rights to the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, they also bought 3D realms. Huh? Uh, so, yeah. Well, what do we know what rights they bought? Like, did they buy distribution rights? Did they buy um, any any? No one fucking knows because the rights to the Lord of the Rings are so fucked. Ah, uh, fair. Gonna gonna be a grim but buck fucking wild next uh, few years in the media landscape in general. Although my my one consolation, which isn't even really a consolation, because Warner Brothers Discovery is going to take it entirely the wrong way, but they lost like two point five billion dollars in market cap in the wake of all of the shit that they're doing, and they're just going to take that as oh well, I guess we should pinch more pennies, huh? So. Yeah, but it's still for the moment. You can still point and laugh at them. I am so fucking glad. Like, I know this is a small victory. I am so very glad that AEW survived the cuts. Yeah, I was desperately afraid AEW was going to just get taken the fuck off the air. And I know that's like a weird thing, but like, especially because everything else got taken off. But like, because they're they're trying to get rid of scripted content. And it's one of those things where wrestling isn't not scripted content. It's live scripted content, but it's still scripted content. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So. Uh, though this is going to almost certainly mean that getting a Ring of Honor TV deal is getting even more fucking complicated for Tony Khan. Tony, just put Ring of Honor on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Replace Dark. Just, I'm tired, like, Dark is just squash match land. Just give me ROH. Give me an hour of ROH a week. I would love that. <sighs> and I bet it would clean up on YouTube. Um. Okay. What you've been watching cartoon wise? Uh, you know what? Like, so my entire my my entire consciousness right now is a combination of Minecraft and World of Warcraft. Um, but all the crafts. Yes, all the crafts. Um, except for knitting. I don't know where my knitting has gone in the move, which is a shame because we've been living in this house for quite some time. I should know, but I do not. But uh we we started watching another uh, Minecraft YouTube series outside of Hermitcraft. Uh, this one is another one that has kind of an overarching plot uh, called Empires. Uh, and that's really fun. We're watching LD Shadow Lady's uh, perspective on it. Her episodes are short and sweet and very funny. Um, but basically... A bunch of Minecrafters got together on a server and uh, went and claimed a biome for their own to turn into their own empire. Um, mm -hmm. There's like politicking and you know there's some cool builds and uh, it's uh, it's fun. We're enjoying it quite a lot. Um, but otherwise, no, it's just it's just Minecraft all the way down. Like it's probably going to be this way for a while. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, 
Oh, did you did you watch any of that link that I sent you about the Saban Sailor Moon? I didn't because I had war flashbacks to like Okay. The Saban Sailor Moon occupies a really mm. peculiar place in my brain because I have distinct memories of being in in like an anime convention at like 3 a.m. in one of the video rooms where they effectively ran like the precursors to YouTube poop and somebody had gotten a hold of the footage, like the demo reel for the Saban Sailor Moon and like YouTube pooped it effectively. Mm -hmm. And it was just so utterly bizarre and such like I had just just being reminded of Saban Sailor Moon like gave me a sensory flashback to being in that darkened room in an anime convention at three o'clock in the morning where a bunch of people who weren't wearing deodorant were trying to crash out in the room because, you know, they did, didn't want to get a hotel room. Fair enough. Um, the interesting thing is the documentary is interesting about how the person finds finds because what it is, is like this person found the pilot like the pilot in its entirety holy shit and the and apparently a music video that they produced for like the that goes along with the theme song for the show and so the entire pilot is at the end of this document holy shit <laughs> So that is honestly, if you only watch that part, it's worth it, August. Oh, my God. It's really bad. Yeah, I bet it is. It's unimaginably worse than I thought it would be because like so when the so I guess for people who 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 I get didn't grow up in the 90s, <laughs> um, the company Saban had a really long history of uh, buying properties from Japan and then recutting them with new footage for an American audience. Most notably of these is Power Rangers of the Super Sentai uh, sort of genre. But like Saban tried this with like multiple other Sentai or like things along with like Kamen Rider, um, Ultraman. They tried fucking anything they could get their hands on. And they tried to do this with Sailor Moon. They made a lot. They were making a live action Sailor Moon. Right. But apparently the way I never knew this about the Saban Moon um, is fucking when they transform into the Sailor Scouts, it goes from live action to animated. Yeah. But it's not even uh, it wasn't even like. The original animation, they were doing new animation for it, weren't they? Yeah, it was entirely new. They just bought the name Sailor Moon. Yeah. They changed every character's name. Um, They changed every, like, literally fucking everything except for the names of the Sailor Scouts. Like, the Sailor, their Sailor, their, their planet. And Tuxedo Mask is also there. Yeah. Yeah, didn't they? And it has like the like it has like super nineties representation where like the Sailor Scouts are like this whole multicultural group and one of the ladies in the wheelchair, which on one hand is cool, but also it's that nineties extremely token representation. Yeah, I think it was Mercury they put in the wheelchair. It is. Yeah. Yes. That see, I 
I have the distinct memories of this. Like this is it's all coming back to me. <laughs> the whole episode though, it's inter like it's really interesting because like they don't transform to fight monsters in their city. They like transform and go into fucking space to like fight Queen Barrel. It's a lot. It is really yeah. Um so so that that's the thing I watched. I've also been watching Lower Decks. Um, I guess my brain is gearing up for season three of Lower Decks, the only Star Trek thing I like, which is probably not true because I have been watching with the Riverhouse people. Big shout out to the Riverhouse folks. I've been watching. I've been participating in their Star Trek uh, watch like club where we've been watching the original Star Trek and then talking about it like it's book club. Um, but I like lower of the Star Trek things I've interacted with in my life. Lower decks is the thing that I like the most. Dude, stop. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm going to hop back a second. If you want to watch a live action Sailor Moon, they gave Sailor Moon the tokusatsu treatment. I don't want to think about how many years ago, um, and I think it was in the early 2000s. It was, though. Yeah, it was in the like, early 2000s. It only got one season, which was a damn fucking shame because it was so good. Like, honestly, my favorite adaptation of Sailor Moon to date. Um, I don't know. Stop. <laughs> um, I don't know how easy it is <laughs> to find on the Internet anymore. But if you can get your hands on it, it's like 52 episodes and a couple of bonus episodes. Um, it still has quite a lot of the same gross stuff that uh, Sailor Moon itself has. Um, but it's still, if you have any fondness for Sailor Moon in your heart, do yourself a favor, watch it. The first few episodes are kind of hokey, but I mean, it, it's Sailor Moon. Um, let's see. What else? Um, tried to start watching the newest season of Harley Quinn and it's fine. I'm just not, I don't know what, I think I'm not in the right headspace for it because I like the other seasons. It's just not hitting For whatever reason, it's not hitting. I don't know why. Because mm. it doesn't feel like it's particular, like it doesn't feel like it's worse. I just think like maybe the, in my brain, the story ended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In, like, season two, um, the season two definitely has, like, a lot of a vibe of, like, and we're going to get canceled, so let's go ahead and go for it. And then they didn't get canceled sort of vibes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not bad, just, I don't know, just not hidden. Um, watch the first episode of She-Hulk. It's fine. I... Don't mind the changes to like Jennifer Walters backstory. And I think Jennifer Walters seems fun. I don't like how dismissive they are of. I mean, what it is is not that not that they're dismissive of the Hulk's backstory is that they're just fundamentally changing the Incredible Hulk's backstory because they never really go into in the first Hulk movie, the one with fucking um, Fight Club boy, Edward uh, Norton. Yeah, Edward Norton, the Edward Norton Hulk movie. They don't really go into like Bruce Banner's personal history. They're just like, and he's the Hulk. Um, 
And then they've just kind of continued with, and he's the Hulk uh, with Mark Ruffalo of like, this is just a thing that he has to deal with Mm -hmm. and not like in the comic books, like the Hulk is a lot more interesting and like why the Hulk exists and all of the different permeations of the Hulk. Um, And maybe it's, maybe I'm just bitter because like the most recent Hulk story I read was the immortal Hulk, which is fucking phenomenal. And so I'm like, when they bust out the like, well, well, Bruce, you don't have to control your anger um, like a woman does thing. I'm just like, yeah, but that's not like Bruce Banner was like, like severely abused as a child. Like <laughs> and you're just implying here that he's just a regular mad white guy. And it's like on one hand, I guess maybe. But like that's never been part of his character. His character has always been a person who is dealing with like has anger has anger issues that are derived from like emotional trauma, not just being a shitty white dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, and it's fine. It's a good little mic drop moment in the thing, but it like diminishes the character, though. Maybe they don't care about doing that because like Marvel can't fundamentally do anything with the Hulk because they still owe rights to Universal. So maybe they're just like, fuck it. We're moving on to the She-Hulk. She-Hulk is our new hero now. We're going to stop caring about the Hulk, Mm -hmm. which is fine. I don't give a shit. Like the movies can be different. I don't care. But it's just like it felt it felt very like this is cool for this character at the expense of your other character. Sort of vibe. Bad booking is what it is. (laughs) That makes sense. Um, also she Hulk beats the Hulk in a fist fight and my, my, like my nerd brain. Well, on one hand, my nerd brain went, well, he's smart Hulk. Who's less strong than the regular Hulk. Um, but then the other part of my brain went the Hulk one time, like the Hulk eventually becomes like a, like a being so powerful. He can destroy actual worlds with like just his fists. So, (laughs) you know, whatever. Uh, We'll see how episode I, 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 I would prefer to get out of origin story bullshit and just get into like the character doing characters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I understand they've got to explain where the new Hulk came from, but I like I did not need the montage of her figuring out how to use her powers. I don't care. <laughs> Fundamentally, I just want to see the, the the conceit of the show being this is a like a a law office sitcom, but they're superheroes sounds way more appealing to me than like her doing the origin story of a superhero. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I feel you. I think that part of the reason why part of the reason why, why um, a lot of early superhero movies ended up failing was because they focused too much on origin story bullshit instead of actually getting mm-hmm. to the good shit. So Right. And they didn't make that origin, a lot of those origin stories super compelling. Like, that's the key thing about a lot of the early Marvel movies is, like, they make those origin stories interesting. Yeah. Like, Iron Man and Captain America, like, their origin stories are interesting because, like, they tell a full arc. Not, like, their arc is going to come later in this fucking movie. We've just got to learn how they get their powers. Yeah. The arc is about them, you know. And, but we're also beyond that. Yes. (laughs) All I I'm sitting here and I'm like, 
I just want Abomination to show up, and I want Daredevil to be here, because you told me he's going to be here. Please show me Daredevil. Thank you. I love Daredevil so much. Um, also, in this, like, wacky sitcom version of the character, if he doesn't show up with the, like, the classic Matt Murdock wearing a, wearing a sweater that says, I'm not Daredevil, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> Uh, because also like Charlie Cox not playing just a miserable bastard will be very fun for Daredevil because like I like the the Netflix Daredevil I don't like season two quite as much um, but I like seasons one and three quite a bit and season two is fine but like Charlie Cox plays a really good miserable piece of shit Matt Murdock but also Charlie Cox can be very funny and I can't wait to see the version of Daredevil from the comic books who isn't just a miserable piece of shit fair um, also the red they're bringing the red and yellow suit in so that's gonna be fun for me personally um let's see i fucking oh i watch i tried to watch rise of the teenage mutant ninja turtles this week <laughs> i don't know why the youtube was like you want to see clips like cool fight scenes from this show and i'm like i do and the fight scenes they're cool and then i tried to watch the show i watched i gave the show a good shake i feel like i watched eight episodes and it just was not hitting um now that's eight out of twenty six episodes, but that's like a third of the run. Yeah, that's that's a fair shake. So I was like, I I don't. They're fifteen minute episodes, but they're the thing I don't like about other shows that have like fifteen minute episodes. Well, technically, technically the show has like, arguably has like somewhere around 54 or 52 episodes because they have 30 minute episodes that are divided into two different stories. So they have like an A story and a B story in their 30 minute block. But I did watch eight 30 minute blocks. Um, And I think the designs are really cool. I think the characters are really cool. I just do not vibe with the pacing that feels so fast. Maybe I'm just very old and I cannot handle it anymore. But the pay is just like, bam, 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 bam. And it's like, holy shit, fucking slow down. Holy God. Um, so then I just watched the movie, the recently premiered movie that's on Netflix. I really like the movie. Movie's very good. Highly rate it. I feel like you can get the vibe for the movie if you have not watched the show, because I only watched a very small amount of the show. And I feel like I got a uh, I got a good good handle on all the characters and I feel like you could probably not watch the show and still get a good vibe on the characters. Okay. Uh, so highly recommend the movie. The show is probably fine. I just maybe need to have started like, I probably just need to skip some episodes and get to where like the, the higher level of serialization comes in. Cause that's what I want. Mm -hmm. Cause I want the serialized bullshit. I do like that instead, like, because typically Ninja Turtles goes, like, sci-fi. Um, and this version of Ninja Turtles is very, like, mystical powers instead of, like, space aliens. Um, so that's pretty cool, too. Neat. Yeah. Um, I'll watch anything else. No, I don't think so. All right. Well, <laughs> 30 minutes. Cool. Let's start the show 
da 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 um this week um uh, we are covering episodes 148 149 and 150 what's your problem the question and maid of honor first up is what's your problem wait no Oh, yeah, it's what's your hold on. I didn't open the link. There we go. Usually I open the episodes in their individual tabs and I went, I clicked the first tab, but I guess I hadn't opened it. <laughs> and I was like, that's not the right episode. Um, episode 148 came out on July 3rd, 2018, written by Katie Mitroff and Paul Velico. The official synopsis Amethyst convinces Stephen to take a day off for himself. That is absolutely 100% not what fucking happens in this episode. Yeah. And in, in fact, I would not even not even close. Yeah. I, I would hazard to say that Amethyst fails to do that. Actually, like that is not mm-hmm. actually something that she does. They don't resolve to do that at all. No. <laughs> um. After Stephen Pearl and Sapphire return from Ruby's fountain, Sapphire finds a letter from Ruby explaining that she's leaving. Stephen Pearl and Sapphire ask Amethyst if she knows where Ruby went, um, but she hasn't seen her since supplying her with the pen and paper. Uh, also, Amethyst, key, key, key thing here, Amethyst is just playing GameCube. She's like, Ruby has run off. I'm going to play me some Smash Bros. Um, she says that she hasn't seen uh, Ruby all day. Um... Stephen hasn't seen Ruby basically since then. Um, Stephen suggests like, hey, can you not uh, use your future vision to find Ruby? And uh, Sapphire is unfortunately too gay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sapphire too full of gay to be able to use her special powers. Um, Pearl and Sapphire have a breakdown. Pearl being the number one garnet shipper, apparently. Um, uh, and Steven resolves to go off to find Ruby. Amethyst staring at a crying Pearl and Sapphire is like, yeah, I'm getting the fuck up out of here, too. Uh, Steven and Amethyst uh, try and figure out where Ruby could have went. She could have only went two directions, into Beach City or into the ocean. They go scour the ocean for a bit, but they don't find her. So they head into Beach City. Um all the while, while they're looking for Ruby, uh, like Amethyst is just pulling all kinds of goofs and gags. Um, she's uh, trying to get Steven to eat some bits. Uh, they're, they go to Funland. Um, they do all kinds of shit. Uh, but Steven is very dedicated to finding Ruby. Finally, Amethyst convinces Steven to join her for some pizza because he's fucking hungry. Um, And then they have a bit of a sit down and talk about the whole Pink Diamond situation. So Amethyst is like, so, you know, Pink Diamond. Steven's like, yeah. And she's like, Rose Quartz. He's like, yeah. She's like, how does that make you like feel, bro? And here we actually get like a a good look at Steven's interiority. Um, Where he's like, I've got a lot of confused feelings like I knew mom was a liar, but Jesus Christ, even this is a lot for her. But also, I guess I can kind of understand where her motivations were. Um, And he's like, the most important thing here, though, is, you know, is how how Garnet took it. And Amethyst is like, no, that's fucking not right. Um, Amethyst then goes kind of on uh, like a bit of a, a monologue about how. You know, Rose was supposed to be perfect. She was supposed to be the person that you're supposed to to, to grow up to be. She was the aspirational figure. Um, but now 
everything is completely different and they are like amethyst and steven are shouldering the repercussions of this war that they did not fight in that they did not even have a stake in um and it's everybody else's problem not mine says amethyst i mean ours says amethyst um steven's like wait a second amethyst are you okay and right about then jenny walks in um, she has been delivering pizzas and she says that she delivered a pizza out to Greg who left her a big tip because she had to drive all the way out to Brooding Point um, where he was consoling his little red friend. Uh, Amethyst is even immediately recognized that this is Ruby and Amethyst is like, Stephen, you stay here. I'm going to go ha- go take care of this. And Stephen's like, no, Amethyst, tell me about your feelings. And they have a whole fucking confrontation of Stephen trying to get Amethyst to open up. Um, while Amethyst turns into a helicopter, they crash into the beach. Um, and Amethyst uh, and Stephen, they're on the beach. Stephen uh, realizes that Amethyst has been trying to cheer him up all day because uh, she gives this big, long speech about how this shit is not about her. It's not about them like this is their shit to deal with this is grown-up shit to deal with and she's tired of piling things on to steven things that are not his fault that he shouldn't have to deal with so she's going to be like a supportive and positive force in his life and steven's like have you been trying to cheer me up all day and she's like yeah you're fucking great you deserve it um and steven's like oh my god amethyst you know what this means you're the most emotionally mature crystal gym she's like oh god oh no Oh, God. Um, They resolve to go fly off to find uh, Ruby and Greg Starwipe the end. (sighs) (sighs) Sapphire is just unbelievably gay. Yeah. (laughs) Sapphire and Ruby are like uselessly gay. They're, They're hilarious. I love them. It's, it's, uh, I mean, it's relatable, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's incredibly relatable. Um, honestly, like, a lot of my notes for this episode were Jesus Amethyst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, just, uh, all of Amethyst's act antics in this episode were really good um Mm -hmm. i feel like you know because especially the way that it gets framed kind of makes it look like amethyst is being selfish at first at least that's the read that i got on it where you know she's like just you know they're in Funland, and she's just very clearly enjoying the teacup ride um, you know, they're, they're going and getting bits and she's got this gigantic pile of bits. They're going to get pizza and they get the gigantic pizza, um, which is clearly Amethyst, you know, Amethyst jam because she absolutely loves garbage food. Um, but then, you know, you get to the end of the episode and it's like, no, she was trying to do this all for Steven. And it really, you know, it's a, a really great character moment. just good shit good shit i love i love the character writing in this fucking series it's so good true this feels like the real like it feels like very much that we're just capping everybody's character like we're capping the crystal gems character arcs like we 
it feels like we more or less brought an end to the arc for Pearl with the whole everything, mm-hmm. right? And then, uh, then this it feels like we reached the like the final. Con- I feel like we've we've kind of been low key done with Amethyst's character arc, but this is like fully realization of care amethyst's character right like she is a person who is who now has the emotional maturity to know that she is being unfair to other people and all kinds of stuff right mm-hmm. and then obviously we're heading toward the end of garnet's character arc yeah. uh, of like uh, you know of, of the idea of like the relationship between you know ruby and sapphire yeah and it's very very well done like all of it <laughs> again when St- steven universe doesn't know how to tell an inherently political story um or an overtly political story but is extremely good with the feels there may be no show better <laughs> at feels than steven universe yeah i i certainly can't think of one um just such good character work. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm I'm happy to see the attack helicopter again. Um, especially because <laughs> like I don't remember if we ever talked about the attack helicopter story in relation to Amethyst, but uh it's, I think we did. I think yeah. we went off about it quite a bit. Okay, good. It's it's still near and dear to my heart. I think about it frequently, so um um i love amethyst's uh fucking uh fucking monologue at the end her big her big speech of like i swear to fucking god steven i will i will not dump any more bullshit onto you i swear to fuck (laughs) yeah although like you know her being like i will be you know, I will be sunshine or or what whatever that line <laughs> mm-hmm. was. It's like amethyst. That's not how moods work. Like, you can't just decide you're happy now. But you know, the the thought is appreciated. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Like, realistically, we probably should just like at least roll into the question because this this episode and that like in the question are like literally the same episode yeah pretty much yeah let's roll into the question and we'll have a little bit more robust discussion um episode 149 the question came out on july 4th uh uh (laughs) happy birthday america here's a gay proposal um written by um Mickey Brewster and Jeff Liu. No. Official synopsis. Steven shows some city slicker gems how to ca- how the cowboys lived. Steven what? didn't do that. How do, how do you? That's not right at all. What the fuck? Oh, my God. How like this? This Stupid. has to take the cake for the most wrong uh synopsis we've seen so far like i don't yeah, think this one is extremely wrong like I, fundamentally hands down wrong this is this is the wrongest i i cannot think of a synopsis that has been wronger 
I'm glad we're getting to here at the end. They're going out strong on these. Yes. It's wild, too, because, like, the ones during the, like, single pale rose art are so cheeky. Like, they're wrong, but they know what they're doing, right? They're jokes. Yeah. Uh, This one is just plain fucking wrong. Uh, anyways, Amethyst and Steven arrive on the cliffs where uh, Ruby and Greg um, are eating pizza. Greg tells everybody that Ruby was telling him about Rose's real identity. Um, and Steven's like, oh, how are you taking that? And, and Greg's like, well, I mean, Rose never told me she was Pink Diamond, but I never told her that I was Greg DeMeo. Like, you know, I met Rose. She met Mr. Universe. That's just who we were when we met. Um, and um, Ruby is in a much better mood. She's been up here eating pizza, uh, reading comic books. Um, and she sort of explains to Steven that, like, you know, what what Sapphire said previously was sort of true. Like, she and Ruby, like, Sapphire and Ruby stayed together mostly because of Rose Quartz and not really for themselves. Um, and that, like, now Ruby has the chance to, like, be her own gem, to, like, to, you know, to to do her own shit for a while. And Steven's like, oh, my God, we've got to get you back together. What if you never form Garnet again? And Greg's like, listen, we can't make that choice for them, buddy. They've got to make that choice themselves. And if they never form Garnet again, then that's their choice. Like, we can't force them into anything. And Ruby's like, I'm going to go. I want to go. I want to rough it. I want to get out into nature. Uh, like this comic book I read about a dolphin. And Steven's like, do you mean this comic book you read about a cowboy? And Ruby's like, yeah. That one's a lot better. <laughs> so they head out to the Wild Plains. Uh, Ruby in a tiny little cowboy outfit. Um, Amethyst turns into a horse. Just so, so eager to turn into a horse. Amethyst is in this episode uh, living her best life in horse form. Um, and we start kind of wandering through the uh, through the through the plains. I be believe um, this is about where we, uh, we we get the Ruby Rider song um, as like a montage of some cowboy shit happens. Uh, real Hangman Page vibes up in this shit. Um, and it concludes with like Ruby singing Ruby Rider around like a little um, little campfire at the end. And Steven's like, wow. Ruby has really taken to this, like, solo lifestyle. And Greg's like, yeah. Also, she learned to play guitar in, like, five fucking minutes. Uh, <laughs> um, Steven's like, I've never, you know, Ruby looks so happy. Uh, you know what, Dad? You were right. Like, it, if she feels better doing this, then this is, you know, we need to respect her decisions and everything like that. Um... Just about as everybody's about to go to sleep, Stephen tells Ruby, uh, after seeing how much fun she was having, he now realizes they shouldn't have been so pushy to her to reform Garnet. Ruby states that um, all the things that she's saying in her little cowboy song, uh, they weren't true. And she turns around, she's just super fucking sad. Um, that she explains, like, the whole time, like, I had fun today but the whole time i basically thought wow this would be a lot funner with sapphire around um and she laments that she's like i can't even do i can't even be like a like a 
you know, gruff, lonely cowboy on my own. I'm like super terrible at this being on my own shit. And Steven tells her uh, that, like, listen, you're still the Ruby who like fist fought a fucking snake and um, jumped over a cliff and all kinds of other bullshit that we did today. Um, even if you were thinking of somebody else, he points out that Lonely Lasso, the like cowboy, he's lonely. <laughs> That's his fucking deal. He misses somebody, um, even though he's out there on his own. Ruby decides she's like, well, you know what? If um, like if I want to be with Sapphire, uh, you know what? I, I, I do want to be with Sapphire, but I don't want to go back to the way that we were. I want us to be together, but I want it to have like a different I want to have a different meaning. Um Steven flips to a page of the comic book. He's like, I think this will help. And Ruby's like, yeah, that's it. So we get back to the temple. Pearl's still comforting Sapphire. Steven comes in very somber. He's like, Ruby has something to say to you outside. Sapphire rushes out and we get to see Ruby on a horse amethyst. Um, Sapphire apologizes to all the horrible things that she said. Ruby says, Sapphire, you know what? You were right. Um, And we... Rose told us that we were the answer, but I don't believe that anymore. Not unless I hear it from you. And then Ruby does like a sick fucking flip off the back of horse amethyst landing in front of Sapphire. Um, and, uh, at which point, uh, she walks up to Sapphire, drops to one knee, uh, and proposes. And she tells her that like, I want us to like, I want to get married because this way we can be together even if we're not physically together. Um, Sapphire, uh, very uh, overcome. She says yes. Uh, they do a bunch of hugging and kissing. Amethyst comes up to Pearl, whispers in her ear, I'm a horse. Uh, <laughs> Steven watches all lovey-dovey. Um, the comic uh, flits away to reveal like uh, a page of like Lonely Lasso getting married. Star wipe the end. <sighs> fucking horse amethyst <laughs> just no hesitation i'm i love that they gave her a fucking dbz power-up montage while becoming a horse i don't think that was like a power-up montage i feel like that was a magical girl transformation there was a lot of screaming fair but like the framing was very magical girl uh, fair. I think it's as close to Dragon Ball Z as Steven Universe is capable of getting. True. They're too used to doing bad, like magical girls. It's just their default. Dragon but Girl the screaming, Z. But the screaming in the pose made me think Dragon Ball Z. Um, little fucking cowboy Ruby. It's, it's too cute. It it's is. It's too cute to handle. So fucking it's so cute. So fucking adorable. Um, but like, I think this, like this episode does like, I think it does a good job. A, like it, it gives a good job of like being like, Hey, how you, how you holding up here, Greg? And Greg's like, I'm fine. Yeah. (laughs) Greg, the chillest dude in the world, I guess. Um, I mean, I definitely think that he's the chillest dude in the world, but also I feel like he probably has more complex feelings that we just won't see because he's also emotionally mature enough not to dump that shit on Steven. Yeah, that's fair. 
And also, he didn't build his life worshipping Rose Quartz as a hero. She was just his wife. Like... Yeah. Um... Wait, were they married? No, I, I said wife. I guess girlfriend, whatever the fuck. Whatever the fuck they were. But they, like, he... Like, she wasn't the... Yeah. She wasn't the avatar with which he built his the entire foundation of his life around. She yeah. was just the lady he had a kid with. And that he yeah. cared a lot about. Um, But she she didn't hold... She was important to him, but didn't hold that place in his heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I he, think his estimate makes... like, And his explanation makes sense. He's like, listen, she didn't tell me... like. He, he has explained before, he's like, I never wanted to know, like, I didn't ask her about the war stuff because she didn't want to talk about it. And frankly, I didn't care to know because that's not who she is now. Mm-hmm. You know, and that pretty much lines up with, like, Greg's kind of ideas about Rose. Yeah. But, I mean. And, oh, yeah, I'm sure he's like, he's like, God, like, I'm sure there's a lot more complex feelings um going on but i feel like i don't think he, he's lying when he's like yeah you know what like i'm probably okay that, that's I'm taking it way less hard than everybody else in the crystal gems oh i mean absolutely i he's <laughs> definitely taking it far better even i think even even though in my opinion he probably has more conflicting opinions he's definitely taking it better than literally everybody else in the show yeah um, do you think Dolphin Tales is just DuckTales with dolphins? Do you think there's like an Uncle Scrooge dolphin who likes, do or you think it's like Echo the Dolphin, but about capitalism? More so than Echo the Dolphin is already about capitalism. So I don't, I mean, I love DuckTales a lot when I was younger, but when... When Ruby held up that comic book, my first instinct was, oh, it's Echo the Dolphin based on like, because Echo <laughs> the Dolphin was really kind of a grim game. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're putting both those Echo the Dolphin games on fucking that new um, Sega Genesis mini that's coming out. Oh, damn. Yeah, they're putting like Echo the Dolphin and then Echo the Dolphin to Electric Boogaloo or whatever, the like Sega CD version. Mm hmm. Yeah, I remember those games being kind of dark, so my immediate instinct was that she was not confused. That's just a comic book adaptation of Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> uh, what if we played Echo the Dolphin on stream? That I feel I mean, like I would hate it. I feel like I've tried to play Echo the Dolphin as an adult, and I'm like, oh, this, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like you would hate it, but at least we'd get to increment the death counter again. It's true. A lot. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Ruby Rider, adorable little song. Yes, it uh, is so fucking cute. I was so happy that we got a cute little song. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The but yeah, I think I think the end bit, especially like Ruby's sort of like I, I think it's key to like explain like especially to the the audience at large of like B 
being like, it's okay to want to be on your own and to also like, and to also want to be with people like Mm -hmm. you can want to be in a relationship and also want to be alone, but like together, you know? Yeah. Like, but that's like the, the thing is like most other media is not going to present that to you. I mean, hell, that's like the entire first episode of fucking this new season of Harley Quinn. This does this better than that whole goddamn 30 minute episode of Harley Quinn. Um, because like it's like uh, Harley and Ivy are like doing everything to fucking together and they're getting on each other's nerves mm-hmm. when they, they but they don't it never it didn't feel like it adequately resolved the like and we're going to like support each other, but like still do our own shit uh, in the w- same way that this this episode sort of resolves to do. Mm-hmm. And now given they do, uh, you know, spoil alert, they just become guarded again for basically the rest of the series. But, you know, the vibes are there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, important character growth for Ruby to be able mm-hmm. to say, I want to be on my own, but still recognize that she's not just, She's not just wanting to be around Sapphire because that's what she's supposed to do. She's wanting mm-hmm. it for herself. Yeah, exactly. Um, the proposal scene is fucking... You can tell, like, it feels like... I don't know if they shifted animation houses or something, but frankly, since, like, when we went back to the moon with... with um lapis it feels like the animation has shifted just a little bit like things feel a little bit rounder and the lines feel a little bit thicker you know what i mean yeah not that that's not a criticism yeah no and it I, may just be that they like they're like fuck it whatever we're going out here's the money like <laughs> yeah because like they're still they, they still fundamentally have the same vibe just like a little bit like it has a little bit more. It honestly has like a little bit more anime than usual in it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is probably just them being like, "We're in the home stretch. Here's the rest of the fucking money. We like, what are we gonna use it for? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, little did they know. Um, but yeah, the the proposal scene, uh, extremely, extremely good. It's very good. It was so funny. I was watching. Uh. I was watching these episodes with Anya uh, and at the proposal scene, they looked at me and were like, do you want to get married? And I'm sitting here and it's like, bitch, we've been engaged for over a year now. What do you think the answer to that question is? (laughs) I didn't say bitch, but (laughs) that would have been incredibly rude of me. Um, Right. I was so tough. But I mean, I did. I wasn't. But (laughs) (laughs) I never claimed I was tough, um, but yeah, it was it was so cute. And after that, we had to have a lovey dovey moment. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, incredibly um, cute, incredibly gay. A plus. I do love that in What's Your Problem, they do call out that this episode is going to happen, but it's hard to remember because it's so stupid. <laughs> what was Sapphire being like? But why is she a cowboy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember, like it's so good that it's just like oh it's just a throwaway line but it's it's so good that it sets up this like entire non sequitur bullshit of this episode yes 
it was very good. I as soon as Sapphire said this, I was I was like, why is Ruby a cowboy? And and Anya was like, reasons. Uh, and then the next episode, we saw the reasons. Mm-hmm. It makes person perfect sense. Keep up, Sapphire. Yeah, that's fine. Sapphire's future vision is clouded by being uh, uselessly gay. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else about the question? Um, I about damn lost it when Amethyst was like, "It's me. I'm a horse," <laughs> and just like. <laughs> The look on Pearl's face. Uh, oh, it's it's the like I love horse amethyst. Horse amethyst just, is so good, <laughs> and just uh, horse amethyst is really good. Um, I love. I still love that transformation sequence. Good shit. Good shit. Just everything about horse horse amethyst was uh, mm-hmm. inspired. It beautiful. It's beautiful, frankly. Oh, Jesus, how did that even happen? Please don't die. Um, my empty cup fell off of my desk, but I also had like the spoon that I stirred it up with in it. And when it fell, I guess like the sp- I don't know, it threw the cup across the room, <laughs> like catapult style. Um, you have a poltergeist. Could be. They need to pay rent. Um, all right. Moving on to the next episode, episode 150, Maid of Honor, came out on July the 5th, 2018, written by Lamar Abrams and Christine Liu. Steven has a big surprise for the Crystal Gems. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're back. Back into medium territory. Yeah. (laughs) C-minus. abject failure. Yeah. Um, Steven presents Ruby and Sapphire with a big book of wedding plans. Um, they start talking about how, what the things that they want, uh, improbable accommodations of flames and dolphins. And Steven's like, I've already, I've already figured this out. Please turn to this page. Um, the rest of the crystal gems, they're making, uh, they are making invitations for the wedding. Peridot is having fucking none of it. She's bored as shit. She's me. Um, (laughs) Pearl is just losing it over this fucking folding bone. And uh, and Peridot sort of laments like, oh, my God, how many of these have we done? And this is like 10. And <laughs> to which Sapphire gets really sad because she starts thinking about all of her friends that aren't going to be there. All of the corrupted gems that are locked in the basement um, for, you know, ostensibly for their own good. But it's still sad, right? Um, while writing, uh, place cards after hearing this conversation, Stephen makes a decision. Um, he goes down to the basement and he unbubbles Bismuth. Um, he goes to talk to Bismuth, but, uh, Bismuth, who's still kind of recovering from reforming is like, oh my God, what is this where, Ro-, like looking at all of the bubble gems, she's like, is this where Rose put anyone who disagreed with her? Oh my God, it's little Larimar and Biggs. Biggs is the most beloved motherfucker in history. Um, so she goes to, to let Biggs out saying like, Biggs, come on, help me get the others out only to find out that he is a, like Biggs has been, uh, corrupted, um, 
as Biggs attacks them, Steven jumps in to save uh, Bismuth. He's like, listen, Bismuth, I'm sorry, but like this isn't the Biggs that you knew. Bismuth kind of finally coming to the realization um, about uh, um, about what what happened or what's going on uh, defeats Biggs. Steven rebubbles her. Um, Bismuth makes a um, remarks that only a diamond could corrupt a gem and asks Stephen why Rose didn't stop pink diamond. Stephen's like, cause they're the fucking same person cut to a little further, uh, further along. And, um, business is like, huh? So they were the same fucking person. Give me just a second. And then goes, uh, screams face first into lava handling it better than any other crystal gem, frankly. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Stephen and Abysmith, they have a bit of a heart-to-heart uh, making up. Um, Stephen explains that Garnet is taking shit uh, very, very poorly. Um, and, uh, and Bismuth laments, like, oh, no, they're my favorite couple. He's like, it's okay, they're going to get back together, but they're going to have a wedding. Do you want to come to the wedding? And Bismuth's like, sure, what the fuck is a wedding? Uh, so they go upstairs, uh, where everyone is outside setting up tables and chairs and all that jazz. And she's like, okay, well, let's get on out there. And Steven's like, no, 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 no. It's going to be a surprise. And Bismuth's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You didn't fucking tell them that I was coming. Um, Steven's like, no, 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 it's going to be fucking sick. So Steven goes outside. He makes a big uh, speech, um, setting up the arrival of Bismuth, who doesn't come out. Um... Steven rushes inside to see what's going on, but Bismuth is gone. Uh, she's gone back to her forge uh, where she's making weapons, and she's like, listen, Steven, uh, I'm, I wasn't born yesterday. If the gems wanted me to be there, then they would have come and let, them, let me out, but they didn't because I attacked you. Uh, they care about you, and they're only going like if they wanted me to be there they would have come and got me and steven's like no listen i let you out because i wanted you to be there we if we had a disagreement and we've made up then they will see it because this shit is between us like this isn't about them it's about me writing the fucking wrongs of my goddamn mother just let me do one let me fucking get one dub <laughs> um finally they head back to the uh head back to the temple um where they teleport into the living room and Bismuth is like, did you Bismuth me? Uh, everybody just tackles Bismuth and they're like, he, Bismuth's like, Stevens told me everything. Everybody's happy to have Bismuth there. Um, Peridot's like, who the fuck is this? And Amethyst's like, just let him have this moment. Uh, star wipe the end. I'm so happy Bismuth is here. <laughs> yeah. She's back. I'm so excited. I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. And then she will, she's going to disappear for a few episodes. I'm not going to lie because her voice actor is extremely uh, expensive. Yeah. But. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I figured she wasn't going to stick around, and, you know, straight through to the end of the show. Like, I figured after this, she was going to go away and do something else or whatever. But just the fact that she is unbubbled and everybody loves her as they should. Um, I am deeply charmed by the fact that, mm -hmm. uh, Steven has a wedding scrapbook that he almost certainly put together for himself just in general. Mm 
This um, boy loves weddings more than anyone else in the world. Um, it's adorable. Uh, wedding planner Steven is fucking adorable. Um, Dolphins and Flames is fucking adorable. Um, although, um, I'm glad Anya doesn't listen to this show because I'm going to, <laughs> to tell on them again. Um, <laughs> but after, <laughs> after they decided it was going to be Dolphins and Flames, you know, one of them, you know, each one contributing something to the theme of the wedding, Anya looked at me and was like, oh no, have I been taking control of our wedding? You know, I don't, you know, what, what do you want in our wedding? What, what themes do you want? Because we've been going with what I want. Do you feel like you're not being included? And I, I'm perfectly fine with what they've chosen um, mm-hmm. left left to my own devices I I don't want to say that I wouldn't have a wedding because I want to marry Anya very much but at the same time if I were the sole person planning the wedding I don't know that we would have a wedding I think we would do the courthouse thing mm-hmm. um, courthouse then shots yeah because I I planned I, I planned a wedding already I it was miserable. It was a miserable part of my life. Um, I hated every second of that that era of my life where I was trying to figure out how to have a wedding. Um, but admittedly, I was trying to figure out how to have a wedding, working 60-hour weeks, and trying to quit smoking. So, you know, not a good time for anyone involved, really. Um, I was Fair. probably an absolutely miserable prick uh, at that point, and... Uh, yeah, but uh, we eventually decided that um, because our, our wedding is galaxy themed, um, mm-hmm. so we decided that uh, we were going to do uh, add in space whales because the only other thing I could think of would be like undersea themed uh, if I were theming a wedding just solely by myself. So, but yeah, that's the story about how Anya had a mild panic attack because of Steven Universe. um it's fun uh i cannot there's an episode in future where all of this takes a bad turn steven's love of weddings goes real fucking wrong oh no and it's beautiful fucking crushing and destroying steven universe future the reason we're gonna have so many guests is because it's a fucking depressing season with this cartoon (laughs) but like in a great way in a beautiful way um the uh but yeah bismuth bismuth she is bizback um we did bismuth her we did um the we do get to see in future we get to see some of these gems some of the corrupted gems specifically the ones mentioned by by uh bismuth here uh uncorrupted and they're very fun that's exciting Um, I did notice there was a tiny crumb of Amadot for me specifically, (laughs) um, just, just a tiny little crumb. And I am grateful for, for the, the little, the, the little bits of Amethyst and Peridot interaction where they're, they're happy and laughing together. The... 
oh my girl, she's going to come back soon. Uh, Peridot has two hands. It's true. She does. Obviously, I'd listen, if anyone's cool with this, it's going to be Amethyst, so. Yeah. I mean, Amethyst has the whole thing going on with Adelia, you know. Mm-hmm. The, um, I like that Bismuth is like, listen, if they want to be there, I would be there, like that whole scene. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it makes sense why they didn't let her out, because the last thing she tried to do was kill their kid. <laughs> like, yeah, they can still be sad about it. Um, but it's, uh, it's very, and I like Steven being like, you know what? Fuck all of that. Fuck all of that. It's, th- this is not about what, what they want or what Rose did. This is about me. I want you on the team. I want you here. Mm-hmm. Which was very good. Of Steven being like, Steven self-actualizing. <laughs> um. See, the, the problem is, like... I love bismuth so much, and a lot of my notes for this episode were just bismuth and varying degrees of capitalization, so. <laughs> it is a lot of that. Yeah. Um, I just, I love her very much. Bismuth, I'm free on Thursday, call me. I'll, I'll give you my number if you promise not to file it away in Pearl. <laughs> God. Um... The uh, the welcome back, Bismuth. Very cute. Very cute. Um. Overall, just like good, some good end of character development. But like, I don't know, shit's gonna hit the. F- we have a slight lull before shit hits the fan, and never stops hitting the fan. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Two more episodes, August. Oh boy. Um, let's see, we had a few questions. Let me go to the question bucket. You can ask us questions if you want on our Discord. Link is in the description below. Uh, from Sean, about what's your problem? Pearl is apparently the number one garnet shipper. Um, Steven also needs to learn boundaries. True. Um, Amethyst has been watching too much Garen Logan. I regret to inform you, I've never watched Garen Logan. I have never watched Garen Logan either. I somehow, like, I say somehow. Is it because our age as anime nerds? No, absolutely not. We are in a bracket that should have watched Garen Logan. Garen Logan? Okay, okay. Yes. So it's on us. This is our failing. Yes. Um, It was mostly for me, it was mostly like people kept pushing me to watch it and kept pushing me to watch it. And there was this one particular person who's no longer in my life anymore. uh, Thank fuck. Who was super, super into it. And he was so obnoxious about it. I was just like, I'm never watching this dude. Stop. That's fair. But no, Um, it is it is within our age bracket to to have watched it. So isn't it a mech show? Right. Yes. Yes. Maybe uh, I should watch it. I don't know. I like mech shows. Actually, think- that's not true. I don't like mech shows. I just like Gundam. Uh, things I found out watching other mech shows, like, oh, 
I don't actually fucking like this. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Um, is this Super Robot? It looks like it's a Super Robot show. Uh, hang on a second. Okay, yeah. So um, this was a Gynax venture. Oh, it looks like one, yeah. Yes, it is Gynax. So, so it will look really good. Yes. And be uh, just unbelievably problematic. Probably. I imagine, yeah. Um, but it does look like a super robot show, not like mech mech show. But that that could be just, I'm just looking at screenshots, so. I don't know. It has giant robots in it, and mm-hmm. that's, I, I know that, and I know that there's a time skip. Hmm. Um... Sick. Might watch this at some point. Um, Sean also says for the question, uh, Ruby finally learns she can be her own person while still in a relationship. Uh, I love the strings reprisals of Stronger Than You for the proposal. It's very like music continues to be the most on point shit in this entire. No show has a better soundtrack, I feel like. Or maybe no show has a better original soundtrack. Yeah, I I think I agree with you. I'm I'm running through the things that I think have better soundtracks overall, and mm-hmm. it's all movies. Yeah, TV so. shows don't usually get known for their like soundtrack, unless like I would say like honestly, I really like the soundtrack from Peacemaker because I thought it fit well there, but it's not what I would call an original soundtrack because it's a lot of needle drops because it's you know it's, uh, fucking yeah. what's a shit. So I would say um. As much as I hate to say this because I hate Game of Thrones, the soundtrack was really good. It's true. Their their sound design it's, and composition work was very, very good. It, it was the same guy who did the Pacific Rim soundtrack, which is, you know, also mm-hmm. a movie soundtrack that's really fucking good. Um, but yeah, he's just he's just good. He's really good at what he does. Um, I heard somebody say that he was like uh, an up and coming uh, Yoko Kano figure. And uh, I don't disagree, although I didn't keep track of his work outside of Game of Thrones. Um, Mm -hmm. But he's good. I'm sure he's probably all over shit and we just don't realize it. Probably. Um, Though he's probably currently doing Game of Thrones again. (laughs) Because if you can get that Game of Thrones money, get it. Um, yeah, that's a show I have no interest in watching. Yeah. Which same. sucks because like, that's in fact, that's the most, for me, it's one of the more interesting parts of that f- whole fucking universe's history is I like the, the, like the Targaryen civil war or what have you, but like, cannot trust them to be good. And also I just don't give a shit about the casting. Yeah. I just. I have friends who are excited for it. I'm happy for y'all. I hope you have a good time. Mm-hmm. If don't. it's legitimately good, somebody tell us and we'll watch it. No, I mean, I will watch it. I mean, I might check it out on <laughs> HBO Max while it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> you you might watch it. I Even if it's good, I, I have no interest in Game of Thrones anything. So. Yeah, it's fair. Um... And then finally, for Maid of Honor, um, 
Where does one find wedding imitations of flames and dolphins? Canva.com. <laughs> Bismuth coming back was long overdue. Yes. Uh, also, having meat, meat beat mania on the registry seems like a terrible idea, though. It is. Oh, my God. Um, Garnet just has an overwhelming urge to beat her meat. Yep. <laughs> she sure does. Yep. Was lost for days beating that meat. See, Until the thing sore. is, like, uh, the thing is, like, I want to say that you're wrong, but I know you're not. And I'm pretty sure that I made that joke to start with uh, way back when anyway. So, like, I learned it from you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, my God. Conversely, also, Nico has given an offer of uh, uh, designing some flames and dolphins uh, wedding invitations. So thank you very much, Nico. Yeah. But no, uh, all of our wedding invitations and stuff, Anya's already designed like our save the date cards um, in Canva.com. Like Canva is really great. It lets you upload your own assets if you can't find an asset in their asset library. Uh, so if you have a burning haha, need for wedding invitations with dolphins and flames on them, just uh, you can you can design them on Canva.com. So, yeah, that's my answer to that question. <laughs> um, sick. Also tight. All right. Well. Um, well, that so next week we are at our penultimate episode of the main series of Steven Universe. We'll be covering just two episodes, um, Reunited and Legs from Here to Homeworld. Um, so Reunited's the wedding. We got a big gay fucking wedding next week. Um, or ne next time. It's going to be fucking good time. Reunited's a fucking, fucking banger of an episode. Uh, we get all kinds of good shit. Um, so... Uh, anything happening in FTL World August? Uh, let me double check the calendar really quick. But um, I think by the time that this goes out, um, yeah, by the time this goes out, we will have officially ended our season six. Um, so that's fun. We've got some cool stuff coming up in between. Uh, season six and what comes after um, we'll be adding some stuff from our Patreon feed to the main feed uh, to tide folks over while we work on some bonus of content. And then um, I'm not going to do the full spiel from there, but uh, yeah, it's, we've got some good stuff coming. If you've been thinking about uh, starting FTL, I highly recommend you start at arc 62 and then listen to 64, 66, 68 70 and 72 um that's some of our best stuff i think from a role-playing perspective storytelling perspective and production perspective uh we've put our hearts and souls into it even more than normal so please please listen um cool roomware uh it continues to bebop along it's good um yeah 
feel like we're doing your, pretty your, solid. Your your guests like are trying to destroy the universe, mm-hmm. which is fine. Yep. That's what I brought them in for. Uh Okay. Well, uh, I believe it's my turn this time. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. So, dearest audience, I implore you to be, to please be like Cookie Cat uh, and don't lock your friends away and only bring them out when you're getting married. (laughs) Peace. Peace.